Good morning. Good morning, church. Good morning, church family. Good morning, all of you guests, all of you visitors. Welcome to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and I am very delighted that you chose to worship with us today. Uh, I first want to start off by saying to my uh, wife, a very happy birthday. Uh, we know that many times they celebrate it like yesterday. Um, and I just want to say I thank God for her. Thank God for her getting younger and younger and younger. Amen. As Jesus cleanses the church by the washing of the water by his word, we are to cleanse our mates by the washing of the water by our words. So I'll say she's getting younger and younger. Amen. Praise God and better and better. And I thank God for that. So again, first lady, happy birthday to you. Love you with all my heart. So let's continue to move on. This morning, I want to talk to you about something that my wife and I, you know, we, one thing we do is we communicate a lot. We talk a lot. We talk not at each other, but we talk to each other. We listen to each other's heart. And, you know, and over the last few, I guess, months, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about what we're going to talk about today. And I want to just share it with you because I do believe that in doing so, it's, uh, it may benefit you. It really may help you to have some insight on your present circumstances, present condition. And hopefully it will just cause you to want to uh, uh, be better. Amen. So I want to talk to you this morning from the subject of the necessary change. The necessary change. Why do I call it that? Because change is necessary. It is impossible to grow without changing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Uh, it is impossible. So, you know, we've been analyzing ourselves here recently and looking at areas that we need to change. We need to grow. And, uh, you know, I said this before. A lot of times people will say, you change. And I'm like, absolutely. Do you think I spent all this time studying, working? and trying to develop the person I am not to, <laughs> you need to want to change. Amen. And uh, one thing I can share with you right now is you will never change anything that you are not disgusted with. You will never change anything that you won't confront. Are you listening? One of the most difficult things for people in life is to change. People don't really want to change. Now, that's not to say people don't want to change. Just look around you. How many people you know, including yourself, that is dissatisfied with something that's in your life? Maybe you want a better career. Maybe you want a weight loss. Maybe you want to change your hairstyle. Maybe you want to change uh, your location. You want to live somewhere else. Maybe you want to change the status of who you are. Maybe you're single. You want to be married. There is not someone, I mean, anyone, excuse me, that is not dissatisfied with something in their life. I know that days that I get up and I and, and things begin to happen that keep me from being as productive as I really want to be. I, I'm very dissatisfied with that. You know, it doesn't have to. I, I, I don't have to wait for my wife to be satisfied with that. 
I don't have to wait for someone else to be satisfied. Internally, I'm 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 dissatisfied with not uh, achieving anything, with not accomplishing anything, without seeing something moved. So, you know, uh, even sometimes in our best attempts, sometimes change still eludes us. How many of you been there? You've given it everything that you had or you felt like you did, and yet you still seem to come up empty. You still don't seem to acquire the changes that you really, really know you need in your life. And there's something if you don't know you need change. <laughs> That's a whole nother lesson. That's a whole nother story. Because one thing about it is you should be able to, to, to discern when you're at a stalemate in your life and nothing is happening. You know, if you have all of this, you got the power of God, you got the wisdom of God, you got the word of God, you got all of this and you still are not achieving anything. There is another problem. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So one of the reasons why change eludes us is because our focus is not on us changing, it's on our situations changing. You know, you see a lot of people uh, that are dissatisfied, but they don't want to change themselves. They want their situation to change. Are you listening? You still want to lay in bed, but you you want to make money. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? See, this change has to start internally, has to start with you. Now, you know, uh, our circumstances tend to evolve or revolve around our core values. You will find that out. It's your core values that your circumstances normally are dictated by. What you have in your life generally is because of what you value and how you value different things. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, let's just continue to look at this. When we try to or we attempt to protect what's most important to us, we prevent the thing that we want to change the most. Now, let, let me give you a few illustrations so you understand. Number one, when you try to protect the right to eat the way you want to eat. You don't want to have any discipline. You don't want to have any restrictions. You don't want to have any of those things, when you protect the right to eat the way you want to, then what you normally do is you prevent weight loss. When you protect your spending habits, you want to spend anything you want to, anytime you want to, and you don't apply any disciplines to it, you prevent abundance. See, you know, to every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You know this. You went to school. Now, let's continue to move on. When you try to protect your independence, I want to put a, a wall around me. I want to protect my independence. I don't want nobody stepping in my world unless I allow them in it. I don't want this and that. You actually, you prevent authority. Now, what do I mean by that? It seems like it's so off, but what do I mean by that? When you try to protect independence, let me tell you something. Even the centurion, which centurion, 
the word century is in there for 100. This man was over at least 100 people, authority. His words to Jesus is, I understand authority because I am a man under authority. If you refuse to be under authority, you won't be one exercising authority. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because the kingdom is vertical. And if you are one, there are people that just don't like authority. They don't want to be, they don't want anybody to tell them anything. They don't want anybody to tell them what to do, how to do it, or when to do it, or whatever. Listen, what you have to understand is the kingdom is vertical. And the Bible says in Romans, the 13th chapter, let every soul be subject to the higher power. For there is no power except it be ordained of God. So what I'm saying to you is you have to learn how to, 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 to flow in a vertical concept. It's not all of this horizontal, everybody's my buddy. No, there's going to be some people you're going to have to take some advice, instructions, and commandments from. You have to change if you're going to have any authority. I've seen people a lot of times, they don't want to have, they don't want to listen to anybody, and then their children don't listen to them. Why? You sold that. That's another story as well. We are talking about change. So let's establish one point right here. One point to launch on. That is Malachi chapter three and verse six. The Bible says, I am the Lord thy God and I change not. God is not going to change. That's one thing you need to establish right away. Somehow, we think that we can cause God to change his mind and do things for us that he hasn't done for anybody throughout the eons of time. God is not going to change. He said, I change not, which simply means why is God not going to change? Because God is perfect and perfection does not have to change. However, we are not perfect. We are being perfected, which means it is going to be a constant series of change. Being perfected means that we get better and better and better. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Wouldn't you like to be better? Wouldn't you like to have more results than you have now? Wouldn't you like to see more out of life than you see now? Let's continue to look at this. I am the Lord thy God and I change not. So how do we even attempt to change things that we have walked in for years? How do we change some of the habits that we have developed? How do we change some of the tendencies that we live in? How do we change some of the things that have become that proverbial stronghold <clears throat> in all of our life? How do we change those things? You know, I can remember this uh, when I first gave my life to Christ, and, and it still happens now. This is me. Uh, this is me. I look sometimes in the mirror. I don't like what I see. What I mean by that, when I look in the mirror and I see things that are still hanging on that should be gone by now, things that are that, that still is a, a, a periodic struggle. These things are things that I have just allowed. And I become so dissatisfied and I don't like it. 
that's when you are prone to change things. As long as you are comfortable looking in the mirror and you don't see yourself for how the words say you are, you will continue to live just like you are with nothing happening in your life. And I can tell you this, for men, there is nothing, nothing more sad than an uninspired man. A man that, 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 and this is for women too, but I'm just saying because men lead or supposed to lead, there is nothing more sad than a man that is uninspired. A man that when you, that that you have nothing really going for you except words. People, when when women follow men, they want to see men gravitate toward uh, ambition, gravitate toward uh, uh, achievement, gravitate toward accomplishments. They like to see men who are self-starters. They like to see men that are motivated. They like to see men that have more when it's all is when all is said and done. They like to see men that there is more done than said. By the same token, women, you can't always criticize if you don't have any changes going on in your life. There must be some notable change for people to want to follow you. No, noticeable change for people to want to be inspired by you. Change is a necessary ingredient for influence. Are you listening? And not, well, you know, let me let me say, let me, let me, let me say something here. The one let's go to Ephesians chapter five. I want to read some scriptures here because I, I you know, uh, I don't want to just go into the life, life uh, skills and life management and life coaching. But uh, let's read some Bible. Because that's where it starts. And my wife and I, one thing I like about it is. We we we, we are challenged constantly to change. And when we see things that we know is not getting any benefits, we don't encourage each other in a bunch of mess. We basically sit down and say, you know what? This is not working. It's really not working. And we have to do something about this. And we don't like just spinning wheels. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And we don't sit and try to say, let's change so the people will see this. Let's change so the people will know this. It's all about what we know is true. It's all about us changing because of the need to change. Are you listening? Now, Ephesians chapter five, and let's and, and, and let's see something here that uh, Paul was saying in verse 17. And listen to this. Paul said, wherefore, be ye not unwise, not understanding. Well, let me see something. Let me, I, I, let me back up. Let me back up. Verse 15 is where I want to start. Well, verse 14 sounds good. Let me keep backing up until I'm at the beginning of the scripture. He said, 
Wherefore he said, verse 14, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. Now, did you get that? Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. When you don't change, you die. As you stay the same, you die. It takes a constant evolution in your character. The Bible says, and I think it's Luke chapter 2, verse 52, and the Bible says about Jesus, he grew in wisdom and statue and in favor with God and man. So when you stay the same, you eventually start to decay in a stagnated uh, 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 condition. And you don't know it. So he said, awake thou that sleepest. When people are asleep, except for an occasional turn, there is no movement in their life. Sleeping is the first step. When you know that your the, the progress and the movement in your life is becoming uh, stagnated and separated, which means that it's every so often you see movement. That's the sleep condition. But when you are dead, nothing is happening anymore. That lets you know the condition. There is nothing happening. When you're dead, there is no more movement. And when you look at things in your life and you see no progress, you know you're in a dead state. Listen to what Paul says here. He said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, I want to break something down here when he talked about circumspectly. We want to see what that means. Circumspectly simply means, listen to this, don't meander. We don't use those words, you know, like in the street. Yo, what's up, man? You you meandering. <laughs> no, but but it takes a time we slow down and we find out what some of this means to see if we can identify that we're in that condition. Don't meander. It says, don't just drift around. You know, this pandemic has caused a lot of people to meander and drift. Are you listening? <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't aimlessly walk through life. Now, when you drift, a boat that has no anchor will drift until it gets lost at sea. The Bible says in the book of Romans that the word of God is an anchor. When we have very little word going on in our lives, when we are not doing it, I'm not saying you you know it, but when you're not doing it, there is no anchor. There is no stability. Are you listening? And you will keep drifting until you get lost at sea. In the Bible, the word sea represents people. The Bible talks about in Revelations about how and uh, how the uh there is a there is a beast that came up out of the sea. It was talking about it came up out of people. Are you listening? So this is the whole point. You can get lost at sea. 
You can get caught up in the hype. You can get caught up in the opinions of people. You can get caught up in the judgments of people. You can get caught up in the standard of people and forget all about what God has said because there is no anchor. Now, let's look. He said, we have to walk with a purpose. The only way you can walk with a purpose is to have a purpose. How do you get a purpose? You get a purpose from God. God has a purpose for every person. You'd be surprised because it's easily, uh, this, this can happen easily. And the people that's in the body of Christ right now have no idea what their purpose is. They know gen generically what their purpose is. What is your purpose? Win souls and make disciples. Nine times out of 10, none of that is happening. So therefore you have forfeited your purpose. Most of our purposes are self-will purposes, but it no longer pertains to what God has called us to do. Your purpose is primary in your life. Your purpose produces life. Are you listening? Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. He said, but I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Have life, have life, not I come that you might live. I come that you might have life. There's a difference in living and having life. A person that's living can be hooked up on, 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 on a machine and still be living. A person that has a person that has life has a quality of living. Are you listening? We have settled for living and not, not life. Let's move on. Redeeming the time. That means to make life count. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Understanding that you will have to give an account for the will of God in your life only. I know the uh, commission made a song called what you do for Christ will last. Now there's not a scripture specifically saying that. However, over in first John chapter two and verse 15, there is that statement and it embodies that idea where the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any love the world, the love of the father is not in them. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God, verse 17 says it, will abide forever. So it's saying here to you is that what you do for Christ is going to last. You know, when we stand before him, the judgment seat of Christ all of these external things are going to be stripped from us. And the only thing you're going to be left with is what you did for Christ, not what you did for yourself through Christ. See, Christ is a ticket to many people to a better life. But it's not the life that God had. My wife has been saying this a lot lately in the same Galatians chapter 2 somewhere around verse 20. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ living in me. And that life that I now live, I live it by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But we have to change. 
The Bible says we were passed from death unto life. That means you have to change. You have to die in order to live. Let me go on. We to understand purpose. The Bible says understand what the will of the Lord is. And Galatians, I mean, not Galatians, Colossians 3 and 3 says, it says that our life is hid with Christ in God. See, when our life is revealed, see, it's Christ who is our life. See, your life is not detected until you begin to search it out. It is not, it is not your choice. It is your discovery. That is a, that is a stronghold for people right there. They want to choose what they do in life. They want to choose. Let me tell you something. Everything that you are to be, everything that God is saying for you, with you, and to you is embodied in what he called you to do. Jeremiah, the first chapter, the Bible talks about before you was separated from your mother's womb, before uh, you before you were separated, God knew you. And the Bible says, and he ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, understand what I'm saying. Before you were born and separated from your mother's womb, God assigned you a mandate. Can you honestly say right now, if life stopped right here, right now, that you are doing what he assigned you to do? That's something we don't think about anymore. We live life carelessly and haphazardly and freely, not thinking about what is God going to say to me about what he called me to do? Let's move on. Because you got to understand something. When the word of God is preached, it's not preached to persuade you or to, or, or to push you, but it's preached to make you accountable. That you know. Why do people fail to change? There are people that you they got saved with Abraham. You know them as well as I do. And yet they've been saved all of these years, and yet there's very little movement in their change from what they were when they met Christ to now. Why is that? Number one, we need to understand all change is a decision. All change is a decision. You first have to decide to change. And so we know people, technically people want to change, but all change is first of all, is a decision. I like what Dr. Cole said. Dr. Cole said it this way, change isn't change until it's changed. You know, we used to say change ain't changed until you change. No, he said change isn't changed until it's changed. Past tense, until you've gotten past it. Then it's changed. You know, we all talk about how much we want to change, but do we see the result of it? Has it changed? Oh, I just want to stop smoking these cigarettes, but do you still buy a pack? <laughs> See, you haven't changed as long as you still change uh, buying a pack. You want to change, but there is no evidence of it because you are still buying a pack. I want to be on time. Are you still late? 
<laughs> Are you still late all the time? Then it's not changed until it's changed. Boy, I just want to stop eating so much food. Are you still buying an eight piece for yourself? <laughs> it's not changed until you already change. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? I just want to do more in the kingdom. Have you started? <laughs> Have you start doing more in the kingdom? I want to treat my wife better. Have you done it? Or do you just want to? See, we got to get past that. I want to and get over. I have done, I have done it. <laughs> you know, I really want to start tithing. Have you tithed? I want to give more. Did you give more? I want to love more. Where every time you get confronted with, 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 with controversy, did you love more? See, let's get out of this hopeful situation that I always want to in the future. And let's put it behind us and say, I have done it. I have changed. Are you listening? I have changed. Because you got some people who can talk so well to you will actually think that they have changed until opportunity presents itself and you see the same thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's continue to look at this. First of all, you have to decide to change. That's the first thing, because change is a decision. Oh, man, I got to hurry up, too, because <laughs> the next thing you have to do is you have to commit to change. That's what we're talking about, commit to changing, not just decide to, because a lot of people decided to, but they didn't commit. And then the last thing you have to do is you have to discipline to change. You have to have that discipline to change. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, let's move on. Here's a powerful statement for you right here. Truth brings <laughs> the conviction necessary for change. Boy, that's, that's, that's a biggie right there. Truth brings the conviction necessary to change. See, that's, and we're not talking about your truth and my truth, because a lot of people are living in their truth. Are you listening to me? Your truth is convenient, but truth is confrontational. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. Jesus, the Bible says, grace and truth came by Jesus, who is John, uh, John 1, 14, the word. So the word brings truth. A lot of people have shied away from truth. They have shied away from hearing truth. They don't want to hear truth until their conscience is cauterized. Are you listening? 
The Bible says that your that your conscience will be seared with a hot iron, which means that it, it comes to the place where you can no longer uh, discern truth. You can no longer hear truth. You got to understand something here. Guys, please listen to me. Your conscience normally facilitates a general sense of right and wrong. And when it becomes seared, it is desensitized to any truth but its own. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? Which is the beginning state of error. When your conscience is cauterized, when your conscience is seared, then it is desensitized from truth. It can hear truth, but it can't receive any truth but its own, which is the beginning state of error. Did you get that? Now, you have to understand the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, speaks to us all the time, giving us a confrontation with change. But you have to understand something. The spirit of truth is to convict the world of sin, and it is to confront the believer to change. Did you get that? It is to convict the world of sin. See, there is a built-in uh, uh, in their conscience. It, like I said before, it facilitates a general uh, uh, understanding of right and wrong. The Bible says in Romans, the second chapter, in the day when God revealed the secrets of men's heart, their conscience will either, either excuse them or accuse them. Are you listening? Because when they do the law, the Bible says they have a law unto themselves and in their heart they know so on the inside we know are you listening to what i'm saying so truth is confrontational why because change is confrontational nobody likes to change but we have to and i'm gonna hurry up because i got to tell you why we have to change here's why we have to change number one we live life on levels. Do you understand? You live life on levels. And <laughs> each time you progress to another level of, 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 of success or pro progression, even maturation, every time you go to another, another level, it requires change in order to operate on that level. It's just like putting a third grader in college. They will be lost. And out of all the classmates, you can identify right away the one that doesn't supposed to be there. What does that, what do I mean by that? That simply means that every time you try to operate on a level that you haven't qualified for, it exposes your weaknesses and your weaknesses become a liability. Anytime you try to operate on a level that you have not grown to, you know, we always talk about going to another level. A lot of people do go to another level, but they have to come back to the place of conformity because they didn't grow to another level. So when you try to go to another level and you haven't qualified for that next level, you haven't grown to that next level, it, it makes your weaknesses stand out like a sore thumb and you your your and they become a liability to you. Case in point, 
say you try to look good for the people. You go out here and get you a Bentley Continental and it costs you $1,500 a month for that car. Well, guess what? You're not one that prones to go to work. You don't really like to go to work. So that then will cause that fact that you don't want to go to work. It will expose that as a weakness and a liability until you ultimately sent back to that pinto. Or are, are you listening? You're sent back to that, that Vega. <laughs> you are sent back to uh, that place where you belong because you're conformed. You're conformed. When you're conformed, see, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. So when you're conformed to Christianity, every now and then you'll mess up, but you will gravitate back to the place of conformity. When you haven't really got the word of God on the inside of you, you can try to live on a certain level, but every time you are confronted with controversy, every time you are confronted with something that catches you by surprise, you will drift back to the place of your conformity and it will expose your weaknesses when you start cussing. When you start name calling, then it exposes where you really living. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying, guys? <clears throat> Let me finish this. Second Corinthians chapter three. And we'll go to this. I'm going to go ahead for time's sake and I'm going to read this. Uh, but I want to read it out of the Amplified uh, Classic. I like to look at different versions uh, so I can get a clear understanding exactly what the writer is trying to convey. And so this is one of the things I want to read here. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse 18. This is what it says. And our uh, King James says, uh, and we all with unveiled face continue seeing in the mirror as the glory of God. We are progressive. Well, this is not King James, but it said we're progressively being transformed. Are you listening? Uh, transforming to his image from one degree of glory to another is by the spirit of God. Listen, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. See, that's why I said the spirit of truth. Now, let's connect that together. The spirit of truth, spirit of truth. People who grow the fastest are people who receive what the spirit of truth is saying to them. See, you don't change because everybody else don't know where you are. You change because you know where they are. You know where you are. Some people are happy as long as you don't know. So they don't change. But when you know and the spirit of truth reveals something to you and you change it, you grow to another level. Listen to this. Here's the Amplifier. And all of us with an unveiled face because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. It is the spirit of God and the word of God that transform you when you are confronted with truth. Listen, when you're by yourself, when you are alone, I'm just using this, not pointing at anybody, but just using this. And it's and you hear the spirit of God say, you talk too much. You need to stop gossiping. You shouldn't care 
whether all your friends know that the spirit of truth has confronted you trying to prompt you to live on another level. At that point, you should look in the mirror, the word of God, and see yourself as a gossiper and say, I'm stopping this. And the next time somebody come to me with this, see, because I'm trying to go to this next place and I can't go there long as I like these fleshly tendencies on this lower level and it's comfortable living on this lower level. I can never go to the place that will make me at my best. Are you listening? I need to stop when I get angry and I curse. Too much, I'm listening to too much of it. Why? Because the Bible says, shun all vain and profane babblings, which shall increase into more ungodliness. This is why I can't shake that thing. Right now, I'm letting everybody else be my standard. That's why I, I, I'm not trusted the way I need to be trusted because I won't let God place that in my life. I just only operate on a need to know basis. If you don't know, then I don't need to. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying, guys? And it's the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. The Bible says, if, if I'm not even going to go over here to James because I need to finish this. Pride is the strength to sin. People don't change because they don't acknowledge the truth of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to drop a sledgehammer on you right now. People don't change because they don't acknowledge the truth of the Holy Spirit. Again, he is personal. It is what he says to you. It's not what people know. It's not what people say to you. It's not what people criticize about you. It's what you hear the Spirit of God say. It's what you hear the spirit of God. Mary said when she was at the uh, 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 when she was at the wedding feast of Canaan, she said unto the men when Jesus said, go and get the pots and bring those pots over here to me because we have run out of wine. Mary said this, whatever he say unto you, you do it. This is when it becomes personal. But I'm going to hit you with a sledgehammer before I leave. And I'm going to drop the mic on it too. <laughs> Listen to this. People don't not acknowledge the truth of the Holy Spirit. We override what the Holy Spirit is saying and live in our own truth. But I'm going to hit you with this. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 14 in the Living Bible. This is what it's saying right here. You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. <laughs> you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. You can ignore it all you want, but you will still live in the light of it. You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. And most people that don't change ignore what the Spirit of God said to them. They ignore what they hear God say to them. They are waiting on other people to acknowledge it before it's obvious enough to change it, but they don't live from the inside out and they don't listen to the spirit of God. That's why you see very little progress in the life of people. And whenever people are confronted with a bunch of stuff, they are sliding back to the area of conformity. And you say, I thought you were beyond that. 
I thought you were living on another level. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. And that's where, that's where I stopped. That's where I dropped the mic. Last thing I want to say to you is, are you ignoring the truth or do you live in the light of your own truth? If you want to live on that next level, if you are not living at your best, it's because you have failed to change to qualify for that next level. You have to change how you think and feel about certain things so you can live in the light of another level. Or you can always stay comfortable. You can always stay happy and stay jacked up. It's your choice. Father, we thank you for the grace of God, for the anointing of God. We thank you right now that you require us to change. And Lord, we are going to change because we hear the spirit of truth. And we thank you, Lord. You say, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will lead and guide you unto all truth. Whatsoever he hear of the Father, he will make it known unto us and he will show us things to come. We give you the praise, honor, and glory for all that you've spoken to us today in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, take this opportunity right now to change. If you know you haven't been doing right by God, if you know you haven't been 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 uh, uh, operating in His will for you, if you know that the church is a distant uh, uh, memory in your mind, and if He came today, you know you're not doing anything for Him. This is the time to change because what you want in life will elude you for the rest of your life until you get involved with God's program. If this message has been a blessing to you and you want to sow, you want to give, or whatever, let God tell you that. We're not one that's going to get on here and say, oh, you, please give this. You have to hear the Spirit of God. That's what we just said. <laughs> Amen? That is the beginning of your change. So whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you do it, and for how long you do it, make sure you're doing it with a necessary change, and you'll always be able to keep it real.